the Work Wonders podcast, brought to you by Asta HR, where we simplify the human side of business. I'm Angela. And I'm Susan. Let's dive into today's episode and find out what you've been wondering about. Today's episode is another guest interview. We interviewed Gabrielle Bankovic from Judge Accountants. With over 20 years of knowledge and expertise, Gabby has achieved true insight into how businesses operate. Her passion and award-winning achievements in the accounting world are the reason why she is a leader. In this interview, we had a great chat with Gabby not only about her career, specifically how she went from transitioning as an employee at Judge Accountants, now into a business owner herself, but also around learning how to be a leader and managing a team, and the culture, managing the culture within her workplace. She brings a great offer to the table for our listeners, so make sure you listen right to the end of the episode where she explains that. Hope you enjoy the episode. This is the Work Wonders Podcast. Today, it's interview time, Susan, so let's welcome Gabby from Judge Accountants. Hi, Gabby. It's great to have you here. Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for having me today. Pleasure. mm, Definitely our pleasure. We love doing the interviews. Uh, That's probably... One of the most enjoyable parts of podcasting <laughs> for us, isn't it? Because we the get, off. yeah, and we get to hear other people's stories. Yeah. So, can you tell us and our audience a bit about where you are now? What What's the role you're in now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm one of the owners and directors at Judge Accountants. So, our head office is based out at Penrith. Mm-hmm. So, I've been there now um, five and a half years. I started off as an employee and then had the opportunity to join in and join uh, my business partner. Great. So we love to hear people's career stories and how they got to where they are. So what happened along your journey to becoming a partner? Absolutely. So I started off, uh, I went to uni, dad's an accountant, sister's oh, an accountant. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> I had to, had to follow the trend. Uh, my brother was the smart one and went into marketing, but I'll leave that one there. Um, went to uni. I started a cadetship, so a traineeship uh, out at Parramatta. Mm -hmm. Halfway through that, I really decided accounting was not for me. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Sitting behind a computer, just sitting there doing, uh, plugging away, I guess, Mm -hmm. doing the data entry. So I had a bit of a career change and I went out uh, into the commercial space. So I went and worked for an IT company and focused on what I could do to help them. So really trying to find what my why was and Mm. I really decided my why was trying to help whether it's businesses, people, be the best that they can be. Mm -hmm. So from there I then converted back to the public space because I didn't want to just help one company. (laughs) I wanted to help as many people as I could. So in public practice I was able to do that helping different businesses and I was able to find a role and develop a role that allowed me to focus not only on the business and the accounting firm that I worked for, but also the individual clients that I had. Stayed there for a little while, had a blast, and then had the opportunity to join uh, Judge Accountants, and Mm -hmm. I haven't looked back. Okay. I love that you've had that private experience in a company. That must have given you so many insights into... Yeah, all the challenges that that happen in a Absolutely. It allowed empathy, I think. So I can really see what my clients are going through and, Mm -hmm. you know, what their priorities are and not necessarily what I as the accountant sit there and think their priorities should Mm. be. And it's trying to balance. They're trying to run a business with everyone else and all the experts around them trying to give advice. Mm. And, of course, you're now running a business as well, so that's probably helped you in that aspect of your career as well. Absolutely. And uh, having a blast while we do it, obviously, there's the stressful (laughs) times, but uh, it's really fulfilling. 
And how did you find navigating from being an employee at Judge to moving up to then being the boss? Yeah, look, I guess I kind of have uh, the personality where no matter what role I was in, uh, the the employer that I worked for, their business was like it was my business. Mm. You know, I I worked as hard as I could. The highs were mine, the lows were mine. I just took it on board. So that transition, I guess, from employee to employer, it actually didn't make much of a difference because of that care factor, I think, that mm-hmm. was in me. That's what most employers would like to hear, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> that sense of ownership and engagement with the business and the business's needs. So, Gabby, I know that you recently had a conference with all of your staff and it was quite a big thing. You had quite a few days together and some activities and so on. So tell us a little bit about that and I guess why Judge chose to do that and, and the benefits that were had for your team. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, uh, my why is helping people be the best that they can be. And for me, for my team, that's being an employer of choice. And uh, that means I really have to excel for them and give them the opportunities. COVID was a really rough time for for many businesses. Mm. Um, And for us, work wasn't the problem. It was finding the team Mm. and the amount of work that they had to do for that. So during that COVID time, the team was putting in so much effort and we really wanted to show appreciation. The other thing is having buy-in. So uh, trying to find staff Mm. is really hard at the moment. Um, I'm sure you guys can agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore trying to hold on to them. So putting on a conference for the team allowed us to have a 12-month period of excitement and build-up. So we held on to people and, and it was a good pull in to employ okay. um, people. You yeah. know, we're going on a conference. We we went to Bali. Oh, so wow. it wasn't just around the corner. It was a pretty big thing. And it was for a week. It was a week of yeah. work after Christmas and the team building and what it brought. The reason we chose to do it was the cost of recruitment. It, mm. the, the, time, the lead up time to find someone, the cost to recruit we found, and then the time to train and actually onboard someone before they actually become profitable, I guess, in the business, that cost in there is quite substantial. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went, let's keep the team that we have, thank them for their efforts, keep them happy, do the team building thing and uh, spend the money on what we have. It's a great approach. And so was the conference an incentive? Like, Did did they have to reach certain KPIs to attend or anything like that? No. So the people that we had applied one – that we had employed, sorry, one month before – Yeah, got to go. Came along. So there was 30 of us that went over to Bali. Fantastic. And it was amazing. And are you planning to do that on an annual basis? I think watch this space. <laughs> um, look, there, there needs to be something. I think team and bonding is really important. Mm. We've um, adopted the hybrid effect, mm-hmm. um, whether it's working two days uh, from home and three days in the office, or some of our team actually work full time from home, depending on the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, that connection is really important. So we have things like where the team. Uh, if they work full time from home, they come into the office on the first Monday of every month okay. and it's a team building day. Mm-hmm. So that connection for me is really important. And having a conference just put that on steroids. I yeah, guess. I can imagine <laughs> it would have. Yeah. And um, what's one of the things that you find trickiest when managing a team or team of people? <laughs> uh, good question. <laughs> so that might look. My team are the best thing about my my role and probably my 
hardest thing mm. about my role mm-hmm. um, in that it's great to have the excitement and finding what makes people tick. There's the positive ticks and then the not so positive ticks. And it's trying to work out how everyone works and everyone works differently and what I guess engages people mm. and helps people to be their best is different for everybody. Yeah. So it's trying to work with that. So if you're implementing things like um, like a traffic light system, for me, was purely a communication tool, but some of them just saw the colour red and that just freaked them out. Okay. So it's trying oh, to work okay. out and communicate properly the things that work and trying to work out, yeah, what, what freaks people out and everything's different for everybody. Mm. So that was a traffic light system that you're putting on work in terms of, well, this is held up. So we're, yeah, we're exactly. marching red and people panicked because they saw the red. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't matter whether work gets out because generally there's a reason behind it. Sure. Because half of the team are not in the office at the same time, it was just a communication piece about where work was at. There's always going to be instances where work can't get out the door, whether a focus has changed, a client's urgent matters come through, it's held up by the client, many different reasons. Some of the team took the red being that we were going to look negatively on them. Whereas for me, it was just knowing, okay, that piece of work's not getting to get out the door. Mm, That's mm. okay. Yeah. Just why? And so I said to them, I'd change the colours to blue, uh, blue, pink and purple if they wanted, (laughs) whether, you know, think of red as romance and love. (laughs) Just perception. So, you know, when setting targets for the team, I'm quite, um, I'm quite motivated by having a target. Mm. Whereas other people freak out. Not everyone is. Exactly. So it's working out, yeah, different personalities and what works for different people. And, mm. and, you know, it can have negative sides, but it's also exciting to work out what makes people tick. Yeah. Mm. A lot of us start our business because we're great at a particular thing or we have a certain passion or there's something that we know we can do a little bit better than what's already in the market. And now you know that there's more to running a business than just that skill when you hire a team. You may have learnt financial skills or budgeting because you had to, but where do you go to for HR skills? If you're feeling overwhelmed in managing people and all the other things that come with a business, we can help you. We'll guide you through the skills that you need to feel more confident in leadership. Check out the events page on our website or you can schedule a call at astahr.com.au. So, um, Gabby, there you touched on communication and, you know, making sure that everybody has things the way they need to and being perceptive to that. What do you think makes the difference between having a happy, engaged, productive team and perhaps a team who aren't that way? I think open communication and being really clear and having clarity on direction is super important. And I think that's what helps a team being engaged owning mistakes, owning the positives, Mm -hmm. communicating it and being proactive about it. You know, when I find there's poor performance, it's often around communication. And it's not necessarily they've done something wrong, the process or the procedure might be wrong and need editing, but if they don't communicate, then there's no way of fixing it. And it can make the smallest thing just blow out of proportion. If you have a positive environment, people will communicate and encourage that and having communication around how the business is going, creating that buy-in effect for a team 
helps them engaged. Mm-hmm. If they know that, you know, the business is a bit tight at a point in time, then they know to buckle down, help out yeah. and see what they can do. <laughs> if they're engaged, you know, they're willing to do that. Yeah. If if there's the wins, then let them know there are the wins yeah. and, and, and celebrate. And I think Share that's the important it. thing, mm-hmm. buy-in mm-hmm. from the team and get them on board. Mm-hmm. And we talk a bit about psychological safety and you, from what you're expressing, you know, you want your team to feel comfortable telling you when things are going wrong or going off the rails so that you can then act proactively on that. What's one sort of practical way in the way that you communicate with your team to show them that information or share with them things or the wins, the bads, the goods, all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So meetings to me are super important. Mm-hmm. But it's also important not to have meetings just to, to have Yeah, meetings, exactly. Right? <laughs> We've all been in that situation. <laughs> so we actually have team meetings every morning to uh, work out what's on for the day. And how long does that go for? Uh, generally about 20 minutes. Yeah. So we, we designate a top three of things that we want people to get out or they pick. Mm-hmm. And we then cover off where they are up to and what the stuck-ons might be mm-hmm. so that we don't get to the end of the week and we haven't been able to help them get it out the door. Right. We then have our monthly meeting day. Okay. So this is where the team to get together and do their team building days, but it's also the time that I get together with my other business partners and work on the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's really important as business owners to work on the business, not in the business. So this is the perfect opportunity for that. It's where we first start off as business owners talking about how the business is going and what the wins are, what needs improving, and what communication needs to change often or our processes and procedures. Mm-hmm. And we then feed that down through the day to different team meetings in there. So having that buy-in and community and communication is really important to allow Mm. that to happen. And then we have an annual strategy day as well where we get together as a team and strategize and have their buy-in on where the business is going. So not only do they know the direction and our goals, but we then touch base with them every month on whether we are hitting our targets or not. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's great. So I imagine those monthly meetings are also an opportunity for the team to give you feedback on things that aren't working for them or where they need more support. Absolutely. So we have a training session in the monthly meetings where the team get together to sort out any issues that they're having. Mm -hmm. Um, Us as business owners are not actually in that meeting because we want the open communication Mm. amongst the peers and the team and then we get the feedback on how it's gone and where things are. Right. I think it's really important for the team to be able to have that opportunity without us sitting there yeah. so there's not that fear factor. No matter whether you're a great boss or you know whatever <laughs> your situation is, some people are still scared just of the title of boss or business yeah, owner, that's right? right? <laughs> but we do on that feedback for the team where they can talk to us, each team member is met with every month as a casual chat to see how they're going. Mm-hmm. We've set them smart goals so we can check in. So six months and 12 months to see the, how they're tracking on those and what their issues are. And then we have their official performance and evaluations every six to 12 months. Okay. okay. So you're going to get a heads up fairly early mm. if things are going not so good, aren't you? You know, this this is what worries me about organisations that say, well, what we do our annual appraisal or um, we do it when we get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which I haven't is, done that for three years. That's quite, right. That's right. should do that. Um, part of that process is getting that feedback and getting, you know, to know what's going, what's really happening, I guess, for your staff. 
Absolutely. And I think that's really important. You know, I think 12 months is far too long. Mm. And I think nothing should ever be a surprise in those meetings. Absolutely. That's one of my catch cries. And I think it's really not fair on the team member Mm. if something is a surprise. We haven't done our job Mm. as an employer if they're not performing. And so meeting up with them monthly allows me, it's not just how they're doing, but what can we do better for them? Yeah. And that's always my question. What can we do better for you? What training do you need? What processes and procedures are not working? What can we do better? And ultimately the business's business will benefit from that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So I hear you talking about the business goals and giving them buy-in to all of that. I wonder, does that filter down into your recruitment process as well when you're looking for a new team member? Yeah, so probably a bit more around dependent on the level that we're hiring. Mm. So if we're looking at hiring a manager, direction is super important and what we expect of them. And I think that communication, again, is really important. Having clear goals of what you expect of them and what they expect from us as well should be set out in that interview process. Mm -hmm. If you can't establish that in that time, then you're wasting your time doing an interview because people are on different pages. Mm. So your path of becoming a leader yourself would have been an interesting one. You know, working as an employee yourself, moving up to the boss of judge, what's one or two things that you have learnt along the way in, in becoming a leader? I think it's really important to be open to learning. So what I mean by that is you may have a bad manager or a bad boss and you don't like how they are, learn from it. Learn what you can do better and to me that's really important. We all have possibly experienced one of those managers that you don't want to be like. Well, make sure you then don't be like that you Mm. yourself and if you find yourself slipping on that, pull yourself up and go, how did that make you feel when you were in that situation? You don't want that person to feel that. So yeah, just try and be better. So the question that we ask all of our interviewees um, to close off the interview is, what would you suggest as one thing that people could do if they want to start doing things differently? You've talked to us a lot about communication, but you know, what's one practical area if you wanted to improve your business What's the advice that you would give our listeners? Respect and care. So care how your employees feel, respect them, respect their opinions, whether it's right or wrong, whether you agree with them or you don't, that's how they're feeling. Address it and then you'll be able to move forward. Love it. Beautiful. Thank you. And Gabby, do you have an offer for our listeners? I sure do. It's really important leading into the end of financial year that you meet with your accountant. So what I am offering is a free tax planning session. We meet with all of our business clients before the end of financial year to give them advice on what their goals and what they should do before 30 June. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll throw in a free tax planning session. Awesome. So if you'd like to find out some more about that, go to our show notes on the website and get in touch with Gabby to take advantage of that. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for having me, ladies. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks so much for that, Gabby. You had a lot of really wonderful helpful insights around being a leader and um, very inspiring about how you care about your team. So thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the Work Wonders podcast brought to you by Asta HR. Hit the subscribe button now to never miss an episode. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, you can find us over at astahr.com.au. See you in the next episode.